Hello everyone, welcome to Screen Scream. I'm Viola. There has been a lot of great classic re-released in Taiwan. So today I'm going to talk about classic re-released. One from Hollywood, one from Asia, and one I've seen it myself. And the other one, I'm not familiar with it either. But today we're going to learn about them together. Without further ado, let's listen to the introduction of the first classic re-release. 2001, A Space Odyssey. A black monolith has an effect on humans. The monolith effect focusing on two specific time periods. The first period is four million years ago, at the dawn of man. After the appearance of the monolith, the ape man began to display behavior unknown before then. The second period is the near future, in the year 2001. There are five astronauts aboard Discovery 1, which is on a mission to Jupiter. At the beginning of the mission, the reason for it is unknown to the five astronauts. Three of the astronauts are in hibernation at the start of the mission to preserve the manpower over its entire course. Leaving mission commander Dr. Dave Bowman and Dr. Frank Poole as the two manning the spacecraft. There is another what is often considered sixth astronaut on board, HAL 9000, referred to simply as HAL, the artificial intelligent computer which controls all of the craft's functions, including the systems keeping the three hibernating astronauts alive. HAL is made all the more astronaut-like as it is given an artificial voice. HAL and the astronauts often having conversations. The 9000 series computer is considered infallible. Any error one has ever made being human caused. Ultimately, Bowman and Poole believe that HAL is malfunctioning. They are unaware that HAL's behavior is due to knowledge of classified information it has about events at Clavius, a lunar outpost. 18 months earlier. However, the issue between the astronaut and HAL becomes a fight for survival. The mission in its entirety has profound consequences for the human race. Wow, the introduction was so long, but don't worry, there's no spoiler. The reason why I wanted to introduce this movie is because it's my favorite movie critic's favorite sci-fi movie. I've seen 2001 A Space Odyssey myself, and it's also because of my favorite movie critic. He held an event broadcasting this movie, and afterwards we discuss what happens in the movie. Although I wouldn't say 2001 A Space Odyssey is my favorite sci-fi movie. Oh yeah, by the way, my favorite sci-fi movie is Back to the Future. I still think this movie is worth watching. I really like the twist in the movie and all the suspense. It's really amazing. But you may wonder why is it so special? Why is it a classic? It's a sci-fi masterpiece made by movie master Stanley Kubrick. The director used about two and a half hours to depict a mysterious black monolith about how it connects human beings' past and future. You get to see all the special cinematography and the framework in the movie. It was unprecedented at the time, and even now in 2022, it's still something. You may think, wait, 2001 A Space Odyssey, 
It's not a long time ago, just twenty years. No, the movie was released in nineteen sixty-eight, more than fifty years ago. It's just the story was set in two thousand one. So what happens in the movie is the imagination of the director back in nineteen sixty-eight. And what's so special about nineteen sixty-eight? That year happened to be the year that before Neil Armstrong landed on the moon, and because of 2001: Space Odyssey, there's rumors saying that the image of Neil Armstrong landing on the moon is actually created by Stanley Kubrick. I don't know if you've heard this conspiracy, but this is what it is. So either you like Stanley Kubrick or you like sci-fi movie. I recommend you to watch 2001: A Space Odyssey this weekend. It might not become your favorite sci-fi movie, but I promise you that you won't be disappointed. But now the second classic re-release is one that I've never seen myself. So let's check out together. In the mood for love, 1962, Hong Kong. On the exact same two days, Mr. and Mrs. Zhou and Mr. and Mrs. Chen, who don't know each other, rent a room in adjacent flat from the resident owner. Mr. and Mrs. Ku and Mrs. Sun, respectively, and move into their room. They join the friendly relationship that exists between their landlord and the other residents of the building. Although the Chou's and Chan's entry into the relationships are more cordial than friendly, with Mrs. Zhou and Mr. Chan open out of town either on business or personal matters, Mr. Zhou and Mrs. Chan lead a somewhat emotionally lonely existence. The cordiality and emotional isolation extend to Mr. Zhou and Mrs. Chan's working lives. Mr. Chan, a newspaper journalist who would rather be writing martial arts serials, has as his closest work colleague Ping, a gambler who often takes advantage of that friendship, and Mrs. Chan's job as a secretary to married Mr. Ho largely entails her handling his personal affairs. Including managing and facilitating his affair with Miss Yu, something she cannot talk about to anyone. Eventually, Mr. Zhou and Mrs. Chen individually come to the realization that their respective spouses are having an affair with each other, mostly taking place when they are out of town together. In dealing with this joint betrayal of their respective marriages, Mr. Zhou and Mrs. Chen begin spending time together. Despite they not doing anything untoward with each other, they do not tell anyone of their time together in the inappropriateness of two married people of the opposite sex being alone with each other. As they try to figure out what to do about their respective marriages, the situation becomes more complicated when they admit that they are falling in love with each other, something that neither intended when they began their friendship. Wow, today's show is gonna be very long. How come the introduction of today's movie is so long? But anyway, did you get it? I have to admit that I didn't. It's just so complicated. But what I got is that this movie is about joint betrayal or double betrayal. So part of the reasons why In the Mood for Love is a classic is that you know this is a Hong Kong movie. So it was produced in the rather conservative Asia, and the movie was made back in 
Although it's just twenty years ago, I truly believe that back then the society is not open enough to accept concepts like switching husbands, switching wives. So what in the mood for love discusses is very deep and very controversial at the time. Also, the movie was directed by Wang Kawei. Please bear my pronunciation. I'm not so sure if I pronounce their names correctly because basically their names are supposed to be pronounced in Cantonese, and I don't speak Cantonese. And casted one of the most popular actors in Asia, Tony Liu, and the award-winning Hong Kong actress Maggie Cheung. Not to mention that Tony Liu is now an international superstar after he starred in Shang-Chi: The Legend of Ten Rings. Besides, many people think that the father is even more handsome than the son. So if people think Tony is charming now, what do you think people would say when they see his image twenty years ago? And also the cinematography. Art design, editing, everything's brilliant making this movie. So no matter you like the director, you like Tony Leung, or you just like Hong Kong movie, I recommend you to watch In the Mood for Love this weekend. I haven't seen it myself, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be good. And as usual, I'm going to cover the top three we had from last week before we move on to top double seven. We had two top threes last week: One Piece film Red and The Invitation. Top two was Top Gun Maverick, and top one Bully Train. Let's check out top seven to top four first.、Oh. Top six DC League of Super Pets. I have an owner, and he's Superman. Let me just... Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Top five, Confidential Assignment Two. Spider-Man: No Way Home. We started getting some visitors. Top four, Spirited Away. Wow, there are five movies in this section of the chart this week. Very crowded. And I think it's obvious which movie we're going to talk about today because all the others we've talked about before. But let me go through them first. DC League of Super Pets is back on the chart. Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Oh wait, I think I haven't talked about it yet, but never mind. Spider-Man No Way Home is on the chart because Marvel released a more complete version. But as a super big Marvel fan. I personally think it's just a way to earn money, so I don't plan to watch it. And Spirited Away, it's classic re-released, and we talked about it last week. So today I want to talk about Confidential Assignment Two. It's a Korean movie, and it's the very first movie Hyun Bin made after he got married. It has been four years since he released his last. Movie work, and as I mentioned, this is the first one he released after he got married. So if you are a fan of him and you miss him very much, you definitely don't want to miss this. Following the previous work, 
Hyunbin played a detective from North Korea who will bring new mission to South Korea once again. He will cooperate with his partners from last time, an FBI agent and the detective from South Korea, and he's going to be the main leading character in this triangle ally. The director thinks that Hyunbin is very professional. He prepares very well for the shooting. Like all the worries related to shooting and the character itself makes the director think that Hyunbin is a very sensitive actor. So director also promised that the audience gets to see how charming Hyunbin is. And it's going to be much more than last one. So look forward to it. Now is the time for the last part of the show. Top 3 to top 1. Let's check it out. Top 3. One Piece Film. Red. Top 2. Top Gun. Maverick. Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell. Let me be perfectly blunt. You are not my first choice. Top 1. Holy Trend. Talk to me. I am ready. You are getting the new and improved me. Because if you put peace out in the world, you get peace back. Wait, what? Basically, top three to top one stays almost the same for another week. So I really don't know what to talk about. Let's go through each of them and talk a little bit. Top three, One Piece film, Red. I've never seen any episode of One Piece, even though it's really popular among my age. But I have to say that I hope I won't be criticized by fans of One Piece. I'm a person who prefer animations with cuter characters. You may say, come on, there are cute characters in One Piece. Well, maybe one or two, but otherwise, I think most characters in One Piece look very weird and kind of ugly. Don't criticize me, please. But you get what I mean. It's just not my cup of tea. So I don't watch One Piece film Red, but since it's on the chart for several weeks, I'm pretty sure if you're a fan, you will love it. Next, Top Gun Maverick. You know what? It's already the 16th week that Top Gun Maverick is on the chart. What does it mean to be on the chart for 16 weeks? That means 4 months. It's really something. There are even movie theaters launch marathon projects and the tickets sold out right away. So you can see people really support Tom Cruise, but I can get it. If somebody tries to make a movie wholeheartedly, he deserves to be respected like this. And we all know that this is Tom Cruise. Last but not least, top one, Bully Train. We've talked about it for several weeks already. And I mentioned that even though I didn't give it very high rank, I like it pretty much. At least I like it enough that I really want to read the original novel. It's based on a Japanese novel. And according to one of my friends, 
How the author needs the story is similar to how Marvel does it. There is more than one volume, and some characters keep appearing in other volumes. I personally think that's very interesting. But since I still have half box of 007 and the full box of English version Dune. I currently have no plan to purchase any new books, but maybe, just maybe, if I'm really interested, I might go borrow books from the library first and see if I really like it. And that's all the time we have for today. Hope you like the two classic movies I introduced today. I'm Viola. See you next week.